Football Unites podcast with me, your host, Josh. So I'm sorry for the delay in getting any more out. It's been a little bit of a uh, busy period for me uh, with family life and stuff, but I am determined to try and get as many of these pods out as possible. It's a, it's a proper passion project for me, so I appreciate every listen, every follow, everything. So thank you so much for the support so far after the first episode. And yeah, I am determined to get more of them out. I've had so many thoughts about how I wanted to construct this second pod, but with the news of the takeover moving a step closer, just before the last game of the season, it felt right to do a almost a takeover special, really, and that's what I've tried to do today. Um, my thoughts are going to be all explained in detail and my feelings towards this new news and where I think the club's going to go. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Football United's podcast, episode two, The Takeover. So on the 8th of the 5th, 2023, Birmingham City announced on their website with a message from the new potential owner. Is that what we can say now? Is it potential? I don't know. I'm confident in saying our new owner put out a well-rounded, wonderful message to the fan base. And yeah, it's it's something I never thought I would experience. I know never is a long time in football, a long time in life, but you just kind of get bogged down with the rubbish that the club has served up to the fans for a number of years. Um, but after reading the announcement on Monday something's building within the fan base, something's building within the club. The press are, are, you know, ready to jump on any little story that is coming out of the club. And it's good to see. It's something that I haven't experienced with the club for a number of years. And the buzzword, I think, that's going to be used for the next season into the next few is the hope. The hope is growing. The hope is building and... Blues have been bereft of hope. And we've had so many broken and false dawns that as a fan base, I think we're all quite numb to being quite poor. And I feel like this is the first steps in removing that tag. And we're, we're slowly becoming the club that I used to love and the club that I grew up knowing. Blues have never been ultra successful they've never been the club they should be there's always been an air of if there's a way of doing it poorly or wrong Blues will find it yeah I feel like with this group that's not in their DNA that's not their thought process they wouldn't allow that to happen the impression I get and it's only ever first impressions but first impressions count for a lot and we're a fan base that are crying out for someone to grab it by the horns and direct it in the right way because we are headless, we are rudderless, we're everything you shouldn't be as a football club. And with this, I truly believe these are the first steps in changing Birmingham City to a club that we can all be proud of. So I'm not going to read out the whole statement from Tom Tom Wagner because I appreciate that most Blues fans have, have read it all top to bottom, like myself. But the points that I really like from what they've put out that really speak volumes to me are in the first bullet point, 
we want you to be involved in the journey with us. That in itself, as an opening gambit, is exactly what Birmingham Sports Holding Limited and everybody that is associated to them has not done. It's always been about their decisions and we've kind of got to deal with it or we're lumped with it. You know, we can all speak about the mistakes they've made and there is countless mistakes that they've made. But this new group, they seem different. They seem better. They seem more business savvy. When you're controlling a investment fund of nine billion, you have to know how to how to welcome yourself to people, how to show that you're a good person and to be approachable and to be understanding and to be heard and everything about business is about the interaction with people. A lot of the time you buy from people, you don't buy the product. You buy because someone is convinced you or led you down the garden path as such or you just like the salesman you just like the person that's selling the, the idea and football's no different if a fan base or individual fans can see what an ownership is trying to do or a single person has the best interests of the club at heart then you will forgive oversights or mistakes because you can understand that it's from a good place now, I do believe, in hindsight, we did have that with Golden Sullivan when they were owning uh, Birmingham City. And me as a fan, a young fan at the time, because I'm only 32, um, I remember saying, I want new owners that are going to spend and, and going to take us to the next level. But in actual fact, they always kept us in the green. They always kept us in with a business mentality. And yeah, they did sell us to the wrong person. But that's by the by. It's business. You can't you can't be upset by the game because the game is the game. The game's not going to change. All the players, you've just got to deal with it and you've just got to be smarter. And that's what I feel like Blues have done. And it's not from any other position other than it's a business. It's a business transaction. And Mr. Dale, if he's the one that has pushed... Tom Wagner into this, which you know, it's led to believe that it is. He's the one that brought the proposition to him, and he's ran with it. He can see that this club is a shell of what it can be, and what it can be probably hasn't even been thought of yet. And that's the biggest thing with this statement. It feels like things are possible, and things that are for some clubs run of the mill was out of the possibility for Blues. Like, having a transfer window where you're not shopping around in the bargain basements, when you're not trying to call in fibers from former teammates just to get enough bodies to work. You know, it's... Blues are are a club that know who they are. The fans know who we are. We've always known who we are. We are a working-class club. But even that's been hard to swallow under the current regime because we've lost our identity. We've lost our what it was to be a Birmingham City fan. I think, I, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it as well. When I'm out and about in my personal life, if there's a conversation to have about football and someone else mentions their club, I'm more inclined to talk about their club than my own because I've got not a lot of things to say positively. There's a couple of things that are positive, you know, watching Job develop is always nice. Any young player, for that matter, develop for the club is always nice. But there's always a tinge of, well, how long are we going to see him for? We never see good players for very long. 
if we stumble across someone good, they're always going to be sold and we can move on. And you just hope it's for the right amount of money. So let's go back to the the statement that uh, Mr. Wagner put out. Uh, plans will be in place to transform the club's fortunes through improved infrastructure and new commercial partnerships. That is just what we want to hear. It's a business and saying that we're going to do business stuff to make this whole situation better. That's what our owners should have done now. Now, being a fan, do I see every single thing that the club do positively? Obviously not. But the things that I do see, I don't like the look of. We've heard so many stuff about Mr. Dong and the way he was wasting the club's money. We've heard countless reports from the legend that is Almagir, Dan Ivory, and he's working, bringing a spotlight to the fucking bullshit that has been Birmingham City. I don't think that will ever happen with this group at this moment in time. There's always a caveat. People can always change and can say things that just to get the foot in the door. But these people seem the real deal. They seem like they know what they want to do. They've got clear plans, short-term, medium-term, and long-term. Just with the way they've put this statement out, and I remember reading it in the cast before the game, I was generally astounded that someone could just do what the fans want. Fans want to be treated with a bit of respect a little bit. Like, this club is everything we're going to want. It's going to be there for the whole of our lives. Football fans don't don't usually change allegiances. Good fans, proper fans, stick with it through thick and thin. And fans will always give an ownership and, a, and an owner and a club the benefit of that because there's always another season to put it right. With where we've been, every season's always felt like the one that's going to kill us. It's the one that's going to be that season too much. We've danced with the devil too long and now it's it's game over. With this statement alone, even if the worst was to happen and we did go down another division, I believe that these would be the right people to take us back up again. I feel like we're in this together. We've got someone at the head of the ship, which is Birmingham City, with his blue and white dunks on, with his Birmingham City scarf round his neck, and he's ready. He's ready for the for the battle that is a championship season because it's a battle, it's a war. To get out of this division, it is a war when you're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. It is a hard slog. You need to have fight in the dressing room, on the training pitch, in the director's boardroom. You need it everywhere. You need everybody fighting in the same direction, for the same cause, for the same people. And this is the start. It's the start of something that has been missing from Blues for too many years. And as a father of a an almost 20-month-old, it's so good to know that my club, that hopefully will become his club, if I've done right by being a dad, will have something to look to look up to, something to have hope in. Now, I'm sitting here with the expectation that we're not going to go and spend 15, 20, 30, 40 million in the window. That's not going to happen because we're not allowed to. FFP is in place for a reason. But do I believe that 
this ownership are going to build this club slowly. We're going to start sorting out our foundations as a club and then build from that. Absolutely. And that's all I've ever wanted. I didn't want someone to come in and try and blow everybody out the water and hope it works and gamble because we've tried it and it hasn't worked and we've been burnt too many times and I don't want to see Blues have another points deduction. I don't want to see Blues being inept. I want Blues to be at the forefront. I want Blues to be at the front of the queue for doing something. And this leads me into the next point. We will focus on increasing revenue through all means available that we are able to invest in line with the championship's profitability and sustainability rules for our teams on the pitch, both men and women. So that in itself, you know, I don't normally necessarily follow the women's game. I'm, if I see a good goal, I'll like and share. And that's literally where I'm at. I, it, if it makes me a bad fan, so be it. But I'm only truly interested in the men. But if the women's team can be invested in and it doesn't take away from the men's team too much, then by all means, and if there's a separate thing, you can split it in half and you have to acknowledge both sides of the coin. I'm, I'm all up for it. Why not? The women's team were very good at one point. They were, they had some very good players. So yeah, the fact that they've acknowledged both sides of the coin, absolutely amazing. We've heard some real bad stories about how this current ownership have just left the ladies out in the lurch and it's not on. So again, then they're hitting the fans where they know it hurts. They're hitting it where it hurts and they're trying to make it better already. They're already on the charm offensive. That's what we haven't had for so long. The next point within this bullet point really puts it into clear and obvious language. We plan to put in place high-performance facilities and a culture needed for success. Where around Birmingham City as a club shows that at the moment none of it none of it does you had a former CEO having the Carling Cup on his desk like he won it he wasn't even involved when it happened this is what we need we need someone to go we are not having this no more we want to be the name that is linked to something positive or something negative and the point moves on even further Birmingham City will be known as pioneers in the use of sports science, injury prevention, recovery, nutrition, mental well-being and recruitment. But I'll tell you what, Birmingham City, if you you want to do one thing next season, limit the fans' mental health problems that you cause us. That's all you've got to do. And it sounds really jovial and really simple, but the amount of times Blues fans will say to each other, they've done it again. They've wobbled my head yet again. And... It happens. Every football fan feels that their club could do something a little bit better. But let's be honest, it's been a running theme through my whole childhood that Blues will let you down. They'll just kind of let you down. Even our most most brilliant moment that we've all experienced in the last 50-odd years, winning the Carling Cup, beating Arsenal, Obafemi Martins doing the business, it all finished with a relegation. That in itself should never have happened to this club. We should never have let that happen, but it's typical Blues. Blues would be the only club to do that. Nobody else would have the forethought to do that. Look, it's just a Blues way. Your most successful period and you finish the season as a a relegated 
team, but you've still got to play Europe in the championship, which obviously means you're not going to get the players that you need to compete. And then to top it off, we didn't get out of the group because of match fixing. So it's just, it it never rains or blues, it pours. I just hope that Tom Wagner and all the people associated with him can just put an umbrella over blues for a little bit. Just a big umbrella. Let the rain stop. See where we're at as a club and properly give it a go. Now, that's going to be more than just players on the pitch. It's the infrastructure. And this group do acknowledge that. And their statement makes that abundantly clear. And this moves me on to my next point with them. If the chance to move stadiums becomes an option, I, for one, I think it's a, a perfect a perfect time to move us away from St Andrews. I've had some utterly amazing nights at that ground, but they are few and far between recently. And... We all know fans that are a bit older, older than me, will know about the the curse on the ground and and whatnot. And it's easy to get bought into that. And you think, oh yeah, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But a new ownership, a proper ownership, with proper people who are front and centre, are willing to stand up and and not necessarily put the hand in the pocket, but be present and be be open to the fan base. If they want to move us, I'm on board because I believe if they get what they want and do it their way, in turn, it will be our way and we'll meet in the middle and it will be an experience that we'll all be happy about and we'll all be relishing what a new ground and a new home and new ideas and new thought processes and new demands on each other. It, It will turn this club from what it is now to what it could be. I feel like Blues can breathe again. With this news, Blues as a club, as an entity, is the the knee on the neck has been slowly coming up. We're getting a bit of time to breathe and to to look at what what's around us and what we can improve on and, and start to to fight back and get Blues back to where we once was. But to go over there again as a better club, as a better well-rounded club, as a modern club, as a forward-thinking club, but ultimately as a club, because we've been divided in the fan base for so many years. And I've been on Twitter, if anybody follows my, my Twitter account, I am quite belligerent with certain points with players and certain decisions the club have made and I, I would love a season where I don't have a lot to moan about. I don't have a lot to whinge about. And it's quite like nice to see the club develop. And it probably it's, it's probably what Luton fans feel like in this division. It's probably what Brentford fans feel like in the Prem and Brighton fans where they're just happy to be that fan. And they're not really demanding much. They just want it to continue. The, the good times are here and they're just improving and they can see where the club's going and the identity the club are trying to develop and I feel like Blues are almost at the starting point for that with this new takeover and I am heaping a lot of praise or or early praise but 
we've had an ownership for 10, 12 years who don't want to stand up, who don't want to be in front of a camera, who don't want to be in the city. Tom Wagner on Monday was putting money behind the bar for fans. Now, I tried to go and find him and we were too late to get there. So that was my, my next thing to try and sneakily, cheekily ask to get him on the pod. And it's a pod dream. I'm not expecting that. It's a little podcast that I do for my own mental baggage, really. But, uh, you know, I would love to, to have the opportunity just to find out how the man ticks and, and what his interests are in and what's brought him here. And, you know, we can all, you know, surmise what's brought him to this and it probably boils down to a good good business uh, move for him and the people around him but there's something about the way they've gone about stuff so far that we are all as Blues fans hanging on every single word and we are just we're just all open we're just open and willing to listen and I feel like with the Maxco takeover there was a lot of naysayers and a lot of people that could pick holes in it. I don't know what holes we could pick in this. I think this is, this could be what we've all been crying out for and it's not going to be quick. It's going to be a long process and I'll go on record now and if we're in the championship for another three years, I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. I don't want instant success. I want long-term success and that can be measured on multiple different things I just want a club that I can be proud of. I want a club that when someone asks me who I support, I can say Birmingham City, and I love it. Proper Kevin Keegan vibes, that's what I want. Love it. I would love it if we win next week, because it's what we deserve. It's what we're fighting for. And I'll be honest, this season, I've not really cared about the result sometimes. Win, lose, or draw, because I know we're just sleepwalking, we're just treading water and in times we have gone backwards this season and that's not anyone's fault other than the faceless owners that sit on the other side of the world who are just creaming off the top Tom Wagner has done more towards the fan base in one afternoon on Bank Holiday Monday than this ownership have done in their whole time being here because they don't want to be here he wants to be here. He wants to get to know Birmingham and how it ticks. Now's the time to wait. End of June, we should hopefully have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. And I would hope that this group would have already kick-started the plans for the new season. For the first time in probably 10 seasons, I've got a bit of hope. I've got something tangible. I've got a reason to buy another season ticket again because I was adamant that if the same ownership were in place this season, I would not be going. And now I'm generally considering even moving seats to somewhere a little bit better, hopefully. You never know. But yeah, I am hopeful, a little bit expectational, if that's a word. I think it is. I hope it is. But yeah, I am for once happy to let things play out because I believe it's in the right manner and these people and the way they've structured this deal seems like it can only be 
a positive for Birmingham City as a whole. So, yeah, this has been very blues-heavy, and I don't want to go too far into anything else. I think the season review needs to be a separate pod now because this is very takeover-heavy and looking to the future. And I think I will do a season review for the next episode because I think I can just take all the takeover stuff out of the window and not really touch on that because there's so much to go on. It's such a juicy topic for all Blues fans because we've been so bereft of any sort of idea that we could be any more than we are. And now, we literally, from where we were six months ago after Maxco proved they weren't going to do anything and the shocking pictures that we saw over with Trang, with Trang and stuff, with Richardson and with Maxi Lopez, it's... It's different, but in a good way. The way it should have been in the first time round. So hopefully, the next time I put another pod out, it'll be reviewing the previous season, looking to the future, hopefully with some t- transfers that we can talk about, that we are excited, hopeful, whatever. But ultimately, the next time I speak to you all, hopefully, hopefully, we have a little bit more substance to to sit on and to to not worry so much that this is this is it. So now we've spoken a lot about the takeover and, and you know what we hope for. Um, I'm going to put out what I would like to see as a fan from the first six months of Mr Wagner taking over at Birmingham. First of all, which we know about, the stadium needs to be open. Um, that has been a noose around the fans' neck as well as the club. Ultimately, it reduces cost. It looks terrible on on, on screen, um, having to have coverings over voids in the stadium. So, yeah, my first thing I would like to see done is the stadium. We know that work has started um, already on the stadium, so fingers crossed that he's going to be as close to fully open as possible in the first game of the season. Um, when the season starts in, in August. The next thing, obviously, is to have a squad that is capable to at least start the the league season. You can never get all your business done before the end of the window, but I'd like to think that when the transfer of ownership is done, we are then able to announce a number of of deals at the same time or just after with the squad being able to attend pre-season as close as possible to the working squad that that John and his team will want to work with. Moving on from that, I'd also like to see, if it's possible, more staff coming in to help John. I believe that at points this season, he could have done with someone next to him with a bit more experience than him, per se, bit more know-how and new ideas, new voices, new opinions. This is what the squad and the coaching team have been crying out for. We need it across the board. We need new people with new ideas and proven track records as well. We need to start building a culture at the club where if people need to be moved on, we don't just knee-jerk fill the role. We already have people earmarked to improve the role and that works everywhere only good clubs have this only good businesses have this where if someone 
outgrows or wants to move on, you've already got a ready-made replacement in place. If you just take Brighton, for example, we all knew Potter was going to go along before he did, and they got in Deserby, who really is an improvement on what they're doing. The stats might back it up, they might not, but he passes the eye test. He's a very good manager who replaced a previously very good manager. That's what Blues need to be more like, where we don't just tiptoe or hop to one mistake after another. We're planning everything out. Everything's done with forethought and with application and with a clear plan to an end game. We haven't had that for so many years. So they're the things I really want to see, you know, short term. And then maybe improving the fan experience around the stadium. We all can't expect everything straight away. It can't just be in a big lump of, oh, this is all this brilliant. It's going to take time. And we don't know what is really happening behind the scenes as yet. Until more information comes out, we are, as always, in the dark until it's done. But I am so excited about what can be. I just hope that we can just keep our powders dry until the end of June, start of July. See the new dawn. Experience what we all didn't think was possible. And have hope again. That's what I want the new season to be about. I want the new season to be a new dawn, new beginnings, all that. Because for once, Blues, hopefully, will have an ownership that A, want to turn up to games, B, want to see us improve, and C, actually care. Because if you think about it, Mr Wagner's already done more to endear himself to the fan base with a couple of trips to some pubs in the city before a game than Mr King has ever done. Because remember, Mr King doesn't own the club. Even though we know he controls the club, he doesn't own the club. And that's been the biggest problem. We want someone to be proud to have us. And I think we're almost there. We've almost got someone that's proud to say he's the Birmingham City owner. And that's been a long time coming. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what the future holds. So that's it. I'm going to leave it at that. And I will be doing a season review for my next episode. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you all for listening. It's been very blues heavy. So if anyone's listened to this who's not a Birmingham City fan, massive respect and appreciate you. Um, And yeah, that's been the Football Unites podcast. And I like to leave every episode now with a, a lovely story within the football world. And it only can be the new potential owner of Birmingham City going into a pub, dropping a £1,000 behind the bar, and every Blues fan in that pub having a drink on him and him speaking to fans and getting to know people and turning up to the game in white and blue dunks with a Birmingham City scarf around his neck. You'll do for me, Mr Wagner, you'll do for me. This is the Football Unites podcast. Keep running.